food we eat, the lifestyle we live in, chemicals from our modern society are driving a global health crisis. Serious health problems are now at epidemic proportions on Guam. Over the past 10 years, health problems from cancer to Alzheimer's to diabetics, even autism, are all shown to be increasing at alarming rates, really impacting every family. With proper diet, nutrition, and an understanding of how the body works, we can minimize our risk, giving you the opportunity to live a healthier, happier, and longer life. At Island Strong, we provide the tools and resources to help you take charge of your own health. To find out more, visit islandstrong.com. Stop by our office next door to Megabyte in Tamooning or call 648-9355 to speak to a wellness coach. Learn to live well with Island Strong. That's 648-9355. Community School has listened closely to Superintendent John Fernandez's call to action and is committed to being an advocate for education. Asmuja offers a credit recovery program and an advancement program where students who are lacking credits or are interested in graduating early may attend Asmuja to gain those credits from a six-year WASC accredited school that can transfer those credits into the student's district school. Parents, please check your child's counselor and take control of your child's education by sending them to a smoojow to recover those credits that will guarantee the student will graduate with their class or graduate early. A smoojow is located in Agania next to the Attorney General's old office building at 297 West O'Brien Drive in a three-story blue building. Call 475-9276 for more information. That's 475-9276. The most unique place on Guam to visit is Jeff's Pirates Cove, located in Epan Talafofo on Route 4, right on a beautiful windward beach. The menu is full of wonderful culinary delights, including Jeff's famous Chamorro Fiesta Plate. Always remember that Jeff hosts a wonderful Mother's and Father's Day, along with a tantalizing Thanksgiving and a Christmas buffet. Take a tour of Jeff's Pirates Cove's unique local museum and keep an eye out for treasure. Yokoi, Guam's own 28-year survivor of World War II, is featured as a main attraction, showing his last 10 days on Guam and how he lived in the jungle. Jeff opens up Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Start out with breakfast, Jose's Mexican omelet. How can you go wrong? Go through the week, jump into Jose's Taco Tuesdays, triple tacos, burritos, unbelievable. And then there's Friday, folks, shrimp scampi, deep fried calamari rings, fish and shrimp combos, whole parrotfish, and folks, don't forget about Jeff's Mediterranean Greek menu with a gyro platter, another personal favorite, Greek salad, and a list of appetizers that will only increase your appetite. Come to Jeff's Pirates Cove, open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call 789-8646 for orders to go. That's 789-8646. We'll see you there.
standing on a beautiful white sandy beach. The sand is still warm under your feet from the sun's rays of the day. A gentle breeze is blowing through the palm trees and it softly caresses your face and body. The moon is full and the shimmering pale white moonlight showers you with its powerful moon energy as moonbeams dance upon the ebony water surrounding you. As you walk along the beach with the waves gently kissing your feet and the ocean singing to you, you look to the heavens and you see the most wondrous brilliant star. As you gaze upon this twinkling star, you see it fall suddenly into the water. And in a flash of light, a beautiful perfect dolphin emerges from that very spot. And in an instant, your heart and mind know that this magical being came to you from the heavens above. The dolphin calls to a language not of words, but of the heart. It is an easy, joyous communication, welcoming you to approach and enter the water. Excitingly, you do so, finding the water warm and soothing, and you greet one another, and you look into the dolphin's eyes. You see the universe itself reflected there. You feel at peace and loved. It is a union and a reunion. You remember, and you're connected. Such joy and love you have for your new friend and guide. You take hold of the dolphin's fin, and she gently swims with you. You feel totally safe and protected as you both now go beneath the surface of the water, deeper and deeper and deeper. How beautiful this underwater world is. You could stay here forever, surrounded by colored fish, coral, sea, and plant life of every description. And in the distance, you see a crystal cave, just for you. You and your guide effortlessly glide toward this cave, so inviting. And as you enter the cave, you find it has many, many rooms of many colors. Red, orange, purple, green, blue, yellow. Each is healing, and you choose the color you need. Or you may choose to visit each room. You're like a sponge, absorbing the vibration, the energy of all the beautiful colors. You may stay here as long as you wish. And when you're ready to leave, you see that your dolphin friend has been patiently waiting for you, and she now accompanies you to the surface. You float silently upward and upward and upward and emerge from the water healed and whole. You bid farewell to each other, thanking this magnificent celestial being for her love and energy and for this healing journey. And in your heart, you know that she will always, always be with you. Welcome to the Edge of Heaven talk show on metaphysics every Friday night, 6.30 to 8 o'clock. Metaphysics, that area of philosophy really which concerns itself with the nature and structure of reality. It deals with such questions as, are the objects we perceive real or an illusion? Does the external world exist apart from our consciousness of it? Is reality ultimately reducible to a single underlining substance? And if so, is it essentially spiritual or material? Is the universe intelligible and orderly or incomprehensible and chaotic? It seems to be the, the polarity of, of life, of course. We know... Uh, in our uh, situation, of course, with the virus, um, <clears throat> polarity is uh, 
is first and foremost. And always remember that polarity is natural in the third dimension. It's just what it is. It's not going to change. Um, we're always going to have pro-choice. We're going to have pro-life. We're going to have liberals. We're going to have conservatives. Uh, we're going to have people who are vaccinated. We're going to have people who are unvaccinated. And it's just what it is here. And the idea is to get into higher consciousness, to find yourself in the realm of bliss, in this fifth dimensional realm that we all can go into, this ascension's going on. And when you do that, you respond in a positive positive way to everything that happens to you because you're ascending because of everything that happens to you. And this is the beauty of this revelation. And this is what and where we are in this realm. Now, expanding your awareness, when you think about this, not only are you uh, already spiritual? Everybody's going through this this uh, ascension. Nobody's uh, uh, really in anything else but this experience right now. We've been doing it for about a full eight and a half years now. Truth is out there. Um, everybody is getting busted who's who's not a, a truthful person or a truthful uh, event. It's just you know what it is. So. Uh, everything and everyone else is spiritual. You don't even have to start by studying esoteric spiritual stuff. Just become more aware of what is already known. For example, by science, you can become more self-aware by looking with fresh eyes at everything around you. Look into the sky at night and imagine how big this whole universal explosion of matter is. Uh, the Chamorro word uh, we use uh, is tanaichi. Tanaichi uh, is means forever. It, it means eternity. Uh, Tanaichi is a very powerful word, uh, as you can think of the ancestral Chamorro living um, on the beach side and uh, looking up at the sky and see a shooting star going across the sky. And the young lady looks to the young man and goes, Tanaichi, Tanaichi, um, meaning forever, that this is such an immense reality. So you 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 see the stars twinkling at a distance that really transcend any concept of far away any concept of forever and you look at the beautiful blue sky and the golden sun not only really appreciating their beauty and symbolic meaning but also remembering the scientific knowledge now available about all these aspects of earthly life this is a way to practice looking beyond mere appearances to the underlining laws of everything um, look into the lake uh, water look at look at, and, and see and imagine all the tiny creatures swimming about uh, just go to the seashore you know on a nice calm day or, or and, and just wonder what it looks like you know one of the amazing things being to the seashore we see the reef and then you think, what's it like just five football fields away from the reef? Five football fields only. Five, 500 yards just out a little bit. What a different atmosphere. Uh, water is just thicker than air. And there you are out there and all the different creatures, all the different things that are going on. And from the shoreline, of course, we can't see them. But if you ever looked at, at the water and you look at it in, underneath a microscope, you know there are unseen worlds of activity and even a small drop of water. Unbelievable. Look at the people you meet and realize they were all these beautiful little cute children uh, once and every one of them. Just imagine uh, one way to get over your judgments and, and making a judgment about a person, of course, is to look at his or her childhood photos. Everyone is, after all, a child of Mother Nature. It's a, 
prejudices as they evolve. Um, it's something within belief systems. It's something we dissolve in, in higher consciousness. It's just for what it is because you realize we have this sameness. We're all one. Um, so all young children know that they are children of, of Mother Nature. Uh, you can tell this just by watching them play uh, and, and having this carefree glee that goes on. They, they may or may not use the word Mother Nature or any words to describe their relationship with this universe that has brought them forth, but they know, they know. And the interesting thing is about young children. We have mentioned this before about different brain waves. You know, if you put an electrocetiograph on, it measures the electric uh, pulses that you have within your brain. So if we're sitting with our eyes open, having a conversation, you're in what we call beta. And then if you close your eyes and go into a meditative state, you're going to alpha. Now, the only thing a young child has to do is close their eyes. They're in alpha. Uh, we are not that lucky as adults because we have things going on in our minds. Oh, I go, oh, I got to go do the laundry. Oh, wow, the gas, we're low on gas. Oh, wow, well, I got to make sure I pay my GPA because of the bill. And so you, you have these things going on in your mind. So to be able to get it in a singular situation where you're able to do that, that takes some discipline and within your meditative thought. But when you do that, you go into alpha. And that's so many hertz per second. Then, when you're in deep sleep, you're in delta. Now, when the alarm clock goes off and you push that snooze alarm and you got 15 minutes, now that 15 minutes is what we call theta. And that's where you're half awake and you're half asleep. And that theta is interesting because that's where these young children are. These young children are in theta. That's where their hertz per second with electrocetiograph in that measurement. And that's why they have imaginary friends. And that's why they're able to sit down in a corner and entertain themselves with all these different things. That's why they're able to take a box and make it into whatever imaginative castle that it may be. And that's the beauty of young children. And of course, as they get older, uh, they'll lose that uh, and get her into uh, uh, more discipline to get back into that state. Now, think about diving into the experience of really pure higher consciousness. Now, one fine day, you'll come upon the doorstep to your inner sanctum. Whether it's in the midst of life or the moment of death, each higher consciousness must enter this space naked and free. No societal expectations can touch this place. Society doesn't touch this place. No parental advice enters here either. No lover, no teacher, no student, no friend, no foe, no fear, no judgment, no pride, no guilt, no attachment or sadness can exist in this pure space. Your clothes and good looks aren't needed, nor will those few extra pounds keep you down. No outer events can change or affect your pure higher consciousness. It's a whole different ballgame from the world of physical qualities that may be most familiar to you. Though your life dramas seem to take years, to that higher consciousness, there's only one point of time. Your deepest higher consciousness exists in the beginning, in the middle, 
and end of everything. This is the eternally happy ending to every story. So you might as well get used to your higher consciousness, folks, and that's why we name our higher consciousness. The name is so important. The Catholic Church does it. You have your confirmation name. That's your higher consciousness. But once the door closes after your CCD class, that's it. So that has to be reinvented into mass. Peace be with you. Hi, my higher consciousness and or my confirmation name is John. What's yours? Oh, let me see if I can remember. Um, Oh, yeah, St. Anne. Okay, so St. Anne, John, let's be spirits in our Father's house. This is something that's already there. But we can use it. If you're doing a presentation and you're doing it within a government office, you're not going to interject religion. You're not going to talk about Catholicism or Seventh-day Adventist or Jehovah Witness. What you're going to do, you're going to use words like higher consciousness. You're not going to use the word spirit. You're not going to use the word soul. You're going to use higher consciousness. Higher consciousness is a thought in a reality, but the exact name of your higher consciousness is so important. Because with that, you solidify it. And in the solidification of your higher consciousness through a name, because that's who you really are, just having this human experience. And when we talk about the clothes, when we talk about the the car, when we talk about the social standing, when we talk about all these things, that's your ego. Your ego is what you see in the mirror, what your name is. That's your ego. And to get rid of your ego, simply tell me the name of the mother of your great-grandmother on your mother's side of the family. And if you can tell me the name of the mother of your great-grandmother on your mother's side of the family, tell me her mother's name. And if you know that name, tell me her mother's name. And you'll get to a point where you won't know that name. And so in four or five generations, nobody's going to know who you are, anything about you, or anything you've ever done. That's the freedom of the ego. That's where you really realize that this human experience is just that, dust to dust. But your higher consciousness lives forever, has all the knowledge of the universe, lives in truth, has no gender. We're all equal. There's no judgments, and you're surrounded by unconditional love. Then, of course, the ascension, that in your higher consciousness, no matter what happens to you in this world of polarity, good things are going to happen to you, bad things are going to happen to you. You're going to have bliss. You're going to have pain. You're going to have love. You're going to have hate. It all is going to come to you in an equal amount. And in that aspect, everything that happens to you as a human, your higher consciousness ascends. Your higher consciousness doesn't care if it's good or bad because it's an experience. And in that experience, we ascend by it. We get higher and higher and higher with everything that happens to us. That's the importance of realizing the difference between the human reaction and the higher consciousness response. So you are the higher consciousness having the human experience. And what does that higher consciousness demand? That you eat well, that you get enough sleep, that you exercise. So the vehicle goes as long as possible in this third dimensional reality so you can ascend as high as possible in your higher consciousness so you don't commit suicide you don't put yourself in a situation where you're risking this experience it's something that's very important for you to be able to perceive who you really are
And in that, you think about it and you realize, what is this humanness? What is this third dimensional realm? Can we handle achievers? No, we can't handle achievers. We roast them when they're alive. We eulogize them only when they're dead. What do we call them? Teacher's pet? Hmm, wow. What are you, brown nose? Hey, man, back off. You're making us all look bad. That's what we do. Your neighbor comes home with a brand new Tundra and an 85-inch Samsung TV. Our human reaction is, wow, that guy's selling meth, man. He's a drug dealer. You know, that's your human reaction. And what's the cure? The cure is your mantra. And your mantra is very clear. Whatever your mother's language, love. For me, my mother's English. Love, 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 love. Jenny, mother's tomorrow. Guadza, 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 guadza. True keys, tong, 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 tong. You say that over and over and over again as a mantra, and it gets rid of that thought. That thought about your neighbor just moves along. You don't try to block it. You don't fight it. You just let it move along. And once it's gone, and in higher consciousness, you respond as opposed to the reaction as a human. So in that response, what do you do? You go next door, you help them offload that 85-inch TV, and you tell them you'll be back in a half an hour with the drinks and the snack to watch the show. That's the difference. That's how you approach all of these things. And in this experience of having the pure higher consciousness, it's so easy. And it fits so well, especially when we see what goes on in our daily lives. When you have the argument of pro-choice, when you have the argument of, of, of uh, into the aspect of pro-life. You have the liberals, you have the conservatives, all these very, very natural mother nature experiences within this third dimension. Nothing less. So you have one substance, but you have many forms of that substance. One helpful way to understand the nature of higher consciousness and your physical circumstances is to look at how many different states and forms water the most plentiful material on this earth can take. You have ice, you have liquid, you have steam. So ice is like your physical body. The frozen state of water can be likened to your physical form and this physical world. A block of ice is limited to a specific physical space. It has particular rules and laws of nature that consistently express through it. If you hammer the ice, it will break. It is dependent on outside forces for its movement. Ice is limited by its own shape and solidity, though those very qualities allow it to perform certain functions that aren't accessible in either water or steam. Water is like your spirit, your higher consciousness, and all the emotions and thoughts that come with it. Water is much less limited than a block of ice in terms of movement and shape. It is flexible and passive, yet can cut huge channels through massive mountains through its persistence of movement and flow. It's flexible and difficult to capture. It takes on the shape of any container that attempts to hold it and dribbles out of that shape through any inconsistency in the integrity of the container. Water has no shape of its own, and can be transformed without being chiseled. It slithers through and over obstacles, leaving a beautiful splash in its wake. Steam. 
is like supreme consciousness, the highest essence of your higher consciousness. The very same ingredient that was first ice and then water also effuses into the state of steam. The particles separate and are carried away into the intangible air. They can no longer be captured by any container, nor can these particles be seen by our limited vision. Although steam can't be contained or clearly seen, it can be perceived through its effects, such as perspiring walls and foreheads, and steam is a free-flowing and exists in an entire space all at once. That's your higher consciousness. This shows that the very same substance can take many different forms, including formlessness. Although each of these forms of water has vastly different qualities, you can't really say that one form is better than the other is. Each state has its own role to play. So your little chunk of ice may appear dry and unable to flow through like water, but if you apply the fire of spiritual practices and knowledge, the ice can melt and become water and steam. This, this is what this higher consciousness is all about. Now, you're the fountain of all creation. Sounds like an awful lot of responsibility, doesn't it? Nevertheless, the idea will begin to make more sense as I tell you more about what this really means. One question to ask is this. If you were having the total, complete, all-encompassing experience of the supreme, infinite reality right this moment, would you even know it? Without the mental, really mental constructs, the, the labels, the ability to commit this experience to short-term, long-term, or even present-term memory, would you even be aware of this incredible experience going on right now? your own being right now? What if this divine experience exists inside you all the time and your primary task is not to create it but to develop the means to perceive it? That's what we're doing, folks. That's what the edge of heaven is all about, is perceiving this awareness of this divineness that you have in your higher consciousness. And once, once you've accepted that, once you've become the higher consciousness, having the human experience, then you have all the knowledge of the universe. You live in truth. There's no gender. We're all equal. There's no judgments. And you're completely surrounded by unconditional love. What a joy. What a joy. Now, you think about fanning the divine flame. Someone inside of us is now kissing the hand of Mother Nature and wants to share with us that grand news. That's what we're doing. We're sharing with you this grand news of who you really are and perceiving all of the drama of the humanness, the polarities. And with that, of course, sounds like the CBS News, doesn't it? <laughs> There's some polarity out there, folks. Don't, don't worry, but just see it for what it is. And it'll make it so you're not pulled into the drama and you're not pulled into a place where you don't want to be, okay? So we're going to do the CBS News and then we'll be right back with a whole bunch more of the Edge of Heaven.
the food we eat, the lifestyle we live, and chemicals from our modern society are driving a global health crisis. Serious health problems are not epidemic proportions on Guam. Over the past 10 years, health problems from cancer to Alzheimer's to diabetics, even autism, are all shown to be increasing at alarming rates, really impacting every family. With proper diet, nutrition, and an understanding of how the body works, we can minimize our risk, giving you the opportunity to live a healthier, happier, and longer life. At Island Strong, we provide the tools and resources to help you take charge of your own health. To find out more, visit islandstrong.com. Stop by our office next door to Megabyte in Tamuni or call 648-9355 to speak to a wellness coach. Learn to live well with Island Strong. That's 648-9355. school has listened closely to superintendent john fernandez's call to action and is committed to being an advocate for education osmuja offers a credit recovery program and an advancement program where students who are lacking credits or are interested in graduating early may attend osmuja to gain those credits from a six-year wasc accredited school that can transfer those credits into the student's district school parents please check your child's counselor Take control of your child's education by sending them to a smoojow to recover those credits that will guarantee the student will graduate with their class or graduate early. A smoojow is located in Agania next to the Attorney General's old office building at 297 West O'Brien Drive in a three-story blue building. Call 475-9276 for more information. That's 475-9276. unique place on Guam to visit is Just Pirates Cove, located in Ipan Talafofo on Route 4 right on a beautiful windward beach. The menu is full of wonderful culinary delights, including Just's famous Chamorro Fiesta Plate. Always remember that Jeff hosts a wonderful Mother's and Father's Day, along with a tantalizing Thanksgiving and a Christmas buffet. Take a tour of Just Pirates Cove's unique local museum and keep an eye out for treasure. Yokoi. Guam's own 28-year survivor of World War II is featured as a main attraction, showing his last 10 days on Guam and how he lived in the jungle. Jeff opens up Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Start out with that breakfast. Get that Jose's Mexican omelet. Go through the week. Jump into Jose's Taco Tuesdays with that Spanish cheese dip. Unbelievable. And then don't forget on Friday, folks, that whole parrotfish is sitting there waiting for you. And then let's go over to Jeff's Mediterranean Greek menu with the gyro platter. Another personal favorite, Greek salad and a list of appetizers that will only increase your appetite. Come to Jess Pirates Cove, open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call 789-8646 for orders to go. That's 789-8646. We'll see you there. And now, an Edge of Heaven message. 
People of the Mariana Islands, wake up to where you are. The most powerful Chamorro legend is called the Goddess of Guam. Late at night, there's an old man and old woman in their house near the ocean. There's a knock on the door, and an old man and old woman are outside. My legs in Boca, they're invited to eat. The old man goes to get fresh water for them while the old woman starts cooking the vegetables with a small fish the old man had caught that day. They have half a glass of tuba that they give to the old man and old woman. They are so happy to be able to share with the old man and old woman. Well, the old man and old woman are God and goddess. The God and goddess tell the old man and old woman to climb the mountain in the morning. And as they're climbing the mountain, not to look back. When they reach the top of the mountain and they say the Isa, the rainbow, they can look back. Sure enough, early in the morning they start climbing the mountain. They don't look back. When they reach the top of the mountain, the old woman sees the Isa and they look back. The island had sunk and everyone was gone but them. The water recedes and the old man and old woman go back down the mountain. The god and goddess reappear and they tell the old man and old woman, there will be humans coming to your shores and when they come you teach them how to be human people of the marianas teach the humans how to be human live long and rise above your challenges and save as many lives as you can catch the edge of heaven fridays from 6 30 to 8 p.m right here on news talk k57 
There you go. Jordana, well, I think you got the most beautiful voice. I don't know, Aish. You, uh, ever Boy, since I, you. I enjoy, you know, from the shark, you know, hearing you was, I'm waiting to come into the show and you're always singing along with all your <laughs> wonderful reggae songs and the ones that you got. Yeah, no, thank you. And here we are. You know, who would guess, right? You know, we right? got to this, uh, <laughs> to this point. So you can see what the message is, folks. Uh, love. I mean, it's just what it is. It's your mantra. You know, whatever language your mother speaks, use that language and, and communicate that as a mantra. Mantra is something you say over and 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 over again until whatever it is that you're experiencing uh, moves along. You know, it's the strongest force in the universe. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's gravity. It's the, it's the attraction between two heavenly bodies. It's, it's, the, it's the whole thing um, in our experiences as humans. And it's the whole thing in our experiences in higher consciousness. It encompasses everything. And you are love. Remember, you all came from a kiss, folks. I don't care who you are. You all came from a kiss. And that's the beauty of uh, uh, Chardet's song, The Kiss of Life. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's so enlightening when you finally grasp what the meaning of where we are on this planet and, and where we're ascending to and what it's all about. And that's what we embrace. And you embrace that through your higher consciousness. You think about spirituality. It is an inner shift that happens in your heart. It's a calling from from your higher consciousness. It's it, it, it comes from 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 Jesus the Christ. It comes from Goddess Durga, uh, from the hand of Allah, from the grace of Mother Nature, from the Virgin of Guadalupe, from the fire of Jehovah. Uh, this, this all sparks a wick that has been sitting inside of you for a long time. Your wick has carried many different flames during your life's journey. Perhaps it has blazed for a while at the sight of a new lover or, or, or has shined especially brightly during times when you've risen to a challenge with passion and vigor, right? But remember the spiritual flame, after it's blazing inside of you, becomes really like one of those magic candles that you just can't blow out. Although it may appear to fizzle here and there, that's what this humanness tries to pull you down into the sex, or seem to wane when you blow air toward it. Your higher consciousness, the spiritual flame, always reemerges with the same force and brightness as before. And that's what you want to realize. That's where you want to be. Now, the purpose of spiritual evolution is to bring all the different layers of yourself higher into this greater realm of wisdom and grace, all the knowledge of the universe. Each person has a great, wise, higher consciousness in them. Most people also have a lot of stuff and not so liberated tendencies. This is your ego. The Sufi saints refer to these two aspects of a human being as the donkey and the higher consciousness. Actually, the word donkey is often translated, of course, which communicates so well the undesirable qualities of that lower self, that the ego. And the higher consciousness is sometimes called your inner angel. In this view, every person is a combination of the donkey and the higher consciousness, animal instinct and higher divinity. It is not that all of your animal instincts are bad by any means. Some, such as self-preservation, 
maternal concern, are essential to life and the propagation of this donkey angel species called humanity. However, other base instincts can make you do things that are not in the best interest of anyone, including yourself. The Sufi poet Rumi described this predicament with his usual profound insight and guidance. Within the human being is a jungle. You, born of the divine breath, be aware. Wolves and pigs by the thousands are within. The fair and the foul. What dominates you is what you are. If your gold outweighs your copper, you will be known as gold. Whatever you most are is the form in which you will resurrect. Enlightenment is the ego's ultimate disappointment. Wow. Enlightenment is the ego's ultimate disappointment. That's why you got to get rid of your ego. And it's not easy. It's not easy because it's it's uh, preserves you in often space. It, it's very it's very powerful in that aspect. So, what is it that makes people forget their true spiritual nature? Ego, self-limited self-identification. When the Indian scriptures tell you to get rid of your ego, they aren't referring to ego in terms of the Freudian theory. Now, we talked about that in a couple shows back, but or to the common usage of the word for someone who is overly proud or egotistical, the word ego, in a spiritual sense, comes from the Sanskrit word, which comes from two roots. Aham, meaning I am, and kara is an action verb which can be translated as to make. The aha karma is the I maker. It makes the idea that I am, and I am separate. Aha karma is the misconception that you are an object, disconnected from everything and everybody else, and that you have to look out for yourself. This ego makes bad decisions and becomes the distorting force in a person's life. This is the ego that you begin to chop away to reveal your hidden gems. Remember, breaking free from egocentric limited identification is the key to spiritual growth. There are two basic approaches to moving beyond ego. Shrinking your ego. This approach calls for you to file down all the desires and impulses that arise from wrong identification of yourself as being merely human rather than a divine being. You become vigilant over any thoughts or desires that come up. Now you think about saints and sages of all traditions tell about how they have undergone extreme austerities such as fasting and days of unending prayer to subdue the baser human instincts and egotistic tendencies within human nature. Expanding your ego. In this approach, it is still good to be vigilant and aware of your thoughts and impulses. But you also cease to identify with them. Rather, your ego begins to grow and grow, getting bigger and bigger, as you realize that you are great and divine, and so is everyone else in this awareness. The small ego 
scents burst into a million fragrant rose petals. As you begin to see, only supreme oneness everywhere. You're it, home. You're the one with the universe. You are the alien. That's the big one. When you finally realize that, when we talk about looking out into the universe, when you look at into the microscope of the water droplet, when you realize that the macro and the micro, that you are all of that, the amazing oneness of the universe, that is what you are in higher consciousness. Now, if you think about it's not so easy really to judge whether or not you have a big or small ego. You know, praising yourself doesn't necessarily mean you have a big ego. You may simply be free enough from ego that you know how to appreciate yourself and your individual gifts without the limited self-identification of ego. Alternatively, you may appear to be very humble but may still have large pockets of hidden ego because it isn't easy to judge, consider, working with spiritual teachers and guides who have elevated vision that allows them to see where your ego buttons are and how best to heal them. A Sufi poet expressed the ego's conditions very well, explaining that when worldly people don't get something, they're restless. And when they do get it, they become arrogant. Isn't this the truth? Sometimes good fortune can be transmuted into harmful ego which is quite a shame. Really, conversely, difficult times can sometimes push you out of complacency and self-importance into something greater. That's definitely within the Marianas. Difficult times. Worst earthquake. Highest sustaining winds. Going through all of this. Our resilience that we have. The humbleness that we have toward each other. We can have politicians that are each other just going back and forth, back and forth, and just completely opposite thoughts. But guess what? One of them's the Nino to the other one's baby. That's the beauty of the Marianas. Do we see things for what they are? We see the theater. We see the importance of rising above this difference. We know, Eddie Calvo knows that Ben Panglinan is after him. And if Ben Panglinan was the governor, Eddie Calvill would be after him. It's just what it is. And we know it and we love it for what it is. It's our entertainment because higher consciousness is here within the Marianas. This is where humans teach humans how to be human. And it's so beautiful. And this is the message that we have to get out. That's why we're trying to get a hold of Carl Gutierrez so we can do this documentary on the phenomena of the Mariana Islands. Why would you want to come to the Mariana Islands? You want to come here because this is where humans teach humans how to be human because of the hospitality. No place, no place do the Western Association schools and colleges say that there's better respectful children than Guam. They don't get it in Hawaii. They don't get it in California. They don't walk into a classroom and the students get up and offer their chairs and show respect and almond them. They don't see that anywhere. That's the beauty of this place. This is the message we have to get out through the whole world. Why come to Guam? Because this is where humans teach humans how to be human. And because of that, that is the unbelievable phenomena. Why do we beat China in rugby? Why do we beat India in soccer? 
Why do our ROTC kids come back with a container full of trophies? Hawaii doesn't even invite the ROTC any longer. The Saipan, same thing. Same thing. Who do we play in our little league to go to Pennsylvania? We play the CNMI. How come our basketball beats the Philippines, beats Indonesia, beats all these countries here in Asia? Why? Because this is where humans teach humans how to be human. Why do we send six of our JFK students in the engineering to Washington, D.C., and they compete? And they win for the whole United States, and they win internationally. And they get a $50,000 scholarship from Emory Riddle. Why? Because this is where humans teach humans how to be human. How come we're number one culinary in the United States in Chicago, Illinois? How come our ROTC kids from Okadu High School go to Daytona Beach, Florida, number one in the nation? Why do we send our senior softball team to Orlando and beat everybody? Why does Paulie take his children to Orlando and compete in the dancing and win? Why is it skip kids? Unbelievable, unbelievable, the list of accomplishments. And only 200, what, maybe 30,000 people in the Marianas? 0.000000003% of the population of the planet? Why? Because this is where humans teach humans how to be human. Who else has a nurse for a governor, for goodness sake, during this time? This is what, this is why we're in a situation what we're in. This is why the United States Navy goes, wow, bringing the Theodore Roosevelt up to our shores and saying, please, we know you're in distress. You're in the right place. Come here. We'll help you. Getting such an unbelievable, just, just the Bank of Guam, just, just in what today's newspaper is it? Getting honored in the competition for management skills and for work skills? Why is it that we have the, the, the best Kentucky Fried Chicken folks in Asia, our, our servers and our prep people? It just goes on and on almost every day. In the newspaper, you see something that shows this world stage that the Chamorro people, no matter what you're representing, doesn't make any difference what your authenticity is. If you're representing the Marianas, don't be surprised if you don't get an unbelievable recognition for who and what you're able to do. Yeah, it just goes on and on. I mean, I can sit here for days talking about all this stuff. We've got stacks and stacks of, of newspaper clippings about all this phenomena. And that's why, that's why GVB, in putting together this documentary, the phenomena of the Mariana Islands, what about it? Why don't we write a letter to the Cardinal in the Philippines and say, Cardinal, guess what we're doing here in the Marianas in our Catholic congregation? We're using our confirmation names. We're using them in Mass. And you know what? When we go to the buffet down at the hotel after Mass, we're talking to each other using our confirmation names. Wow. The uplifting of the church. It can all happen here from the Marianas. And of course, the Cardinal would send it to the Vatican. And don't be surprised if the Vatican doesn't say thank you. Hallelujah. Let's use this name. Let's be the spirits in our Father's house. Let's be the spirits in our own families. Let's use this name 
to recognize our higher consciousness. That's what this ascension is all about. And we can do it because, of course, this is where we are in the Mariana Islands. So, in a way, when your ego dissolves, a part of you dissolves, but your true essence that you forgot about why identifying with all this limited self remains now uncovered and blazingly brightly with no more need to prove anything. Take, take who you are. Please, everybody's ideas of who you are should be just that. Another reason to get rid of the ego is so as your spiritual understanding expands, your first response won't be to look back with remorse, anger, or shame at how you haven't known or acted from the very level of clarity in the past. Remember, it's an ascension. You're growing. It's going on and on and on and on. Nearly all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Abraham Lincoln said that. Nearly all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. One day a rabbi and his cantor walked into their temple together and found themselves overwhelmed by the immensity of Mother Nature's presence. Both fell to the ground in humble awe and exclaimed, one right after the other, Oh, Mother Nature, I am nothing. I am nothing. The temple janitor was cleaning behind one of the pillars when he saw two devout men fall to their knees. Moved by their striking display of devotion and humility, he too fell to the ground and cried, Oh, oh, Mother Nature, I am nothing. I am nothing. The cantor nudged the rabbi and whispered, Hey, look, who thinks he's nothing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, uh, <laughs> that's that's often the thing you know the it's like if like if you're you're walking along and you see there's a whole bunch of people and you see a piece of piece of trash right so well i'm going to go pick up that trash so all these people can see me pick up the trash right it's the same thing you know is it, you have to be able in higher consciousness that you do this of course there's nobody there there's nobody around nobody's looking at you pick up the trash right because that's the right thing to do that is where you are um it's, it's something, you know, if you think about your, your daily life and th think how you live your life. If one of the things about that, if you, if you want to kind of get things in order, it's kind of interesting. Think about Zen. Zen, uh, you know, the, the folks have a sand garden and they rake the sand garden, you know, a certain way. And they make everything just just almost uh, perfect within, within the Zen garden as, as to how it looks. And then once that's done... What seems to happen is the mind and the higher consciousness ascends in thought or in meditation or in contemplation or in communion as to where you are within that realm. And it helps uh, for that individual. This is just an example for a certain individual. Of course, there's other people who are okay in chaos, right? You know, a room full of, of clothes all over the place and paper all over the place. And, you know, that is fine for that individual also. It's just to where you find your ability to really see you know, where you are uh, and how you're dealing with your environment. For myself personally, I need the garden. I need that raked garden to be able to fully find um, 
in myself that calm and that peace where I can uh, put my mind to where I, I like to put it. It's it's hard for me uh, to, to have chaos in my in my um, my humanness, uh, and I can control that and, and take care of that to the degree that I feel comfortable enough and like in it within a Zen garden, and then to be able to project in, into higher consciousness. But seriously, folks, um, being nothing can be a very high spiritual state or admittedly it can be an excuse for living a shallow life you know for a spiritual person being nothing uh, can open the door to becoming everything that's the idea you know once you realize the oneness once you sacrifice and give everything within yourself that's where you receive everything a, a good example of this brother son sister moon um, Assisi, St. Um, Francis of Assisi, um, when he approached and went to his father, he took off all of his clothes, he handed them to the father, his father, and he said, I'm no longer your son, you're no longer my father, my father is in heaven. And then, of course, begins to walk away, and then the bishop, you know, immediately uh, sends, uh, you know, one of his uh, aides over with a great big coat, and covers him and of course then saint francis turns around and says see i gave it all away and look what i have now and of course he takes it off and puts it on one of his uh, peasant folks but this is this is where you see in this life is when you do uh, give everything then that's when you you receive everything this is an interesting thing you know for a spiritual person uh this is very important you know um what what does it feel like now that we're going to go into a three-part kind of a contemplation that really can help you open to the possibility of living while being nothing okay walking lightly in your heart even as you walk upon the earth now first of all imagine what it may be like to have no worries no fears no confusion no stress nothing that you're wishing for or waiting for nobody to be angry at and so pressing matters at hand no pressing matters at hand of course this is easier said than done right nevertheless just by opening yourself to the possibility of entering this state of inner freedom you're paving the way to its door higher consciousness living in bliss you have no fear there's no confusion you have no worries no stress you're not wishing for anything you're not waiting for anything you're not angry at anybody and there's no pressing matters at hand wow higher consciousness bliss in your mind's eye evoke the image of yourself as a young child you may not have felt a truly deep level of security and comfort since your childhood before responsibilities came in and disrupted your little party of being a carefree child bringing stress test scores peers deadlines homework teachers and all the responsibility and challenges of being thrust into a large group of other souls you can remember this time as a big shock after a relatively safe and carefree toddlerhood so imagine and remember what life was like at age two or three when your biggest concern was hopefully about which color lifesaver candy would pop up when it was your turn and you got the package 
personally, I teach pre-kindergarten gate. I teach gifted four-year-olds. And they're, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and having that interaction with children who are four years old and have IQs that are 130 and above, I'm surrounded by this innocence and this unbelievable knowledge that they are in a space of comfortability. They are in a space of love and warmth. And there's no prejudices. There's no outer uh, disruptions within their minds about what it is that's good. And they are very, very loving to each other. They're very respectful to each other. And it's a calmness that evokes in being able to entertain these young folks in the world of education and being able to give them the opportunity to relate to their human bio computer and to be able to be part of that input that shows these children what a wonderful world they live in. It's, it's uh, 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 very humbling to be able to be in this kind of an experience. So imagine yourself as a young child. Take all of that carefree feeling and bring it to the circumstances of your life as it is now. Imagine what it would be like to live your life with all the things and people that have accumulated around you, but with absolutely nothing to worry about. You're not worried about death. You're not worried about money, what someone else thinks about you, or about losing anything. Yet you're still caring, vibrant, and involved with everything that's going on. This is what it feels like to integrate higher consciousness, spirituality, into your life. The affirmations, thank you, Lord, for our unconditional love. Thank you, Mother Nature, for our unconditional love. Thank you, Lord, for our excellent health. Thank you, Mother Nature, for our excellent health. Thank you, Lord, for our extreme happiness. Thank you, Mother Nature, for our extreme happiness. Thank you, Lord, for our abundance of surplus money after expenses. Thank you, Mother Nature, for our abundance of surplus money after expenses. What more? What more? And in giving, because it's or, our, O-U-R. You're doing it for everybody. It's not just you. It's for everybody. Gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's the key. That's the state of grace that you want to find yourself. And you only go into the state of grace through gratitude. Having that breath, taking that time, realizing who you really are, this higher consciousness, having this human experience. If you ask most people what this world is made of, it'll probably give you a bit of a list of elements, a periodic chart. Or perhaps they may delve more deeply into describing the tiny atoms and molecules that make every object. If the person is exceptionally scholarly, he or she may talk about quarks or strings or quantum things or neutrinos. Scientists have developed various somewhat vague theories to describe how all the incredibly complex forms of life in this world came about. Many deal with 
nature's long-term crapshoot style game of creation involving laws such as natural selection and survival of the fittest. Now, we're not suggesting that anything is wrong with these views, except that they are only finite individual views in a big and infinite universe. The mind likes to keep things in neat containers. But if you try to fit this amazing universe into the tiny files of your mind, you may miss out on some wonderful, shocking, and exhilarating possibilities. The ability to consider many different and even contradictory theories at once is helpful in expanding your spiritual awareness. You have all the knowledge of the universe inside of you. Now we're going to explore the nature of this world from a spiritual perspective, you know, helping us really find answers to premortal questions like, what is life? Why are you here? Is there something particular you're supposed to be doing here? Where are you going to go next? Hmm, what is this world made of? Woody Allen said, I'm astounded by people who want to know the universe when it's hard enough to find your way around Chinatown. There you are. There you are. So this is an amazing thing that we're going to be talking about pretty soon. But first, we're going to take this break, and then we'll be right back with a whole bunch more Edge of Heaven. food we eat, the lifestyle we live in, chemicals from our modern society are driving a global health crisis. Serious health problems are now at epidemic proportions on Guam. Over the past 10 years, health problems from cancer to Alzheimer's to diabetics, even autism, are all shown to be increasing at alarming rates, really impacting every family. With proper diet, nutrition, and an understanding of how the body works, we can minimize our risk, giving you the opportunity to live a healthier, happier, and longer life. At Island Strong, we provide the tools and resources to help you take charge of your own health. To find out more, visit islandstrong.com. Stop by our office next door to Megabyte in Tamooning or call 648-9355 to speak to a wellness coach. Learn to live well with Island Strong. That's 648-9355. Osmujao Community School has listened closely to Superintendent John Fernandez's call to action and is committed to being an advocate for education. Osmujao offers a credit recovery program and an advancement program where students who are lacking credits or are interested in graduating early may attend Osmujao to gain those credits from a six-year WASC accredited school. They can transfer those credits into the student's district school. Parents, please check your child's counselor and take control of your child's education by sending them to Osmujao to recover cover those credits that will guarantee the student will graduate with their class or graduate early. Asmujao is located in Aganya, next to the Attorney General's old office building at 297 West O'Brien Drive in a three-story blue building. 
Call 475-9276 for more information. That's 475-9276. The most unique place on Guam to visit is Jess Pirates Cove. Located in Ipan Talafofo on Route 4, right on a beautiful Windward Beach. The menu is full of wonderful culinary delights, including Jeff's famous Chamorro Fiesta Plate. Always remember, the Jeff hosts a wonderful Mother's and Father's Day, along with a tantalizing Thanksgiving and a Christmas buffet. Take a tour of Jess Pirates Cove's unique local museum and keep an eye out for treasure. Yokoi, Guam's own 28-year survivor of World War II, is featured as a main attraction, showing his last 10 days on Guam and how he lived in the jungle. Jeff opens up Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Start out with that breakfast, folks. Jose's Mexican Omelette. Can't say more than that. And then don't forget about Jose's Taco Tuesdays. Those burritos and those fully noted nachos are waiting for you. And then there's Friday. Whole parrot fish, fish and shrimp combo, deep fried calamari rings, shrimp scampi. Hello. Then... Let's go over to Jeff's Mediterranean Greek menu with a gyro platter, another personal favorite Greek salad and list of appetizers that will only increase your appetite. Come to Jeff's Pirates Cove, open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that early hour, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call 789-8646 for orders to go. That's 789-8646. Welcome back. Edge of heaven. Boy, we've done a good show. We tell a lot of stuff, huh? We talk about a lot of stuff. Try, trying to get people up as high as we can is the, is the whole name of the game, right? You know, yes. the, the idea oftentimes we end the show with just being, B-E-I-N-G, being, <laughs> right? If you could just being as, as to where uh, we, we can find ourselves. And then what is this world made of? This is a kind of an interesting thing. You think this universe isn't just some kind of inconsequential uh, random spark that blasted through a big black hole somewhere beyond space-time continuum. But, I mean, but it is. But it is also much more than that. And all of its reality and unreality, its confusion and confidence, its love and hate, here are these polarities, creation and destruction. This universe is magnificent and unfathomable, more brilliant than can be held or understood by mere senses or mind. One view echoes in many spiritual and scientific traditions is that the entire universe, as Buckminster Fuller described, energy radiantly manifest at relative rates of regarded speed. This means that all the things you see, hear, feel, taste, smell, know, and touch are nothing but different energy vibrations. 
according to science. These vibrations are imported through the sense organs and transformed by complex electrochemical cocktail of cognition and memory, along with a touch of unquantifiable personal consciousness to create a mirage of subjective experience. We aren't so much perceiving as creating what we experience. This scientific theory fits in well with ancient assertions that this world is nothing but maya, M-A-Y-A, as illusion, a kind of waking state dream that continues to manifest itself merrily, merrily, and sometimes not so merrily or gently down the ever-flowing stream of worldly life. Wow, that's quite a statement. Scientists have discovered, for example, that what you see as visual images of different colors are really various wavelengths of light and pinging on little receptors called rods and cones in your eyes and translated into the subjective experience of red, blue, and other colors by your brain. Even solid objects can be considered as solidified vibrations, frequencies so deep and dense that they take the form as tangible objects. Just think of what happens when someone, not you I'm sure, blasts his or her music so loud that the whole room or car shakes. This is an example of sound vibration taking physical form, strong enough to move objects around. Take this phenomenon a few notches deeper to the point where your ears can no longer translate this particular waves as sound. And Viola, you've got yourself a solid object. Everything has energy, and everything is energy. Okay? That's what we're talking about. What is this world made of? Now, a common Sanskrit word, maya, let's get back to this, is commonly translated as an illusion. No English word can accurately portray what the sages meant by the word maya. The one who has awakened to a vision of life beyond Maya, for even a moment, will be better prepared to grasp the intended meaning of this word. The veil of transitorious in nature, the ceaseless becoming of creation, the veil that each man must lift in order to see behind it the creator, the chainless, immutable, eternal reality. Folks, the veil has lifted. That's why we have truth now. Previously, people could hide behind the veil for things that occurred, but not now. Not now. Not during this ascension. Maya is like the experience of awakening from a dream where you were running from a gang of criminals. Upon awakening, you realize that it was all Maya, an illusion. The criminals didn't exist, nor were they chasing you. Nevertheless, being Maya doesn't make it unreal. Certainly, your fear and pounding heart were real. This is where a subtle distinction comes in regarding the unique nature of Maya. Illusion is generally used to refer to something that doesn't exist. Maya, on the other hand, is existent and non-existent at the same time like a dream. 
the experience you had while running for your life was absolutely real while the dream was occurring. Therefore, the maya of this dream can't be called non-existent. Yet through the being soberness of wakefulness, you can see that the dream was an illusion, maya, a false world. The only problem is that there is no objective experiment you can run to prove that the waking state you're in right now is any more real than last night's dream, which also felt completely real at the time. Now, contemplating that, this is an interesting thing in life, is preparing, of course, for death. Now, in preparing for death, let's, let's use a statement called in-between. In-between is a time of death within your spiritual awareness and your consciousness as you emerge into higher realms of consciousness. Now, this in itself, this in-between, is something that you can do things to help you become more aware of this experience. And it's called lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is where you wake up inside your dreams. The easiest time to do this is when you're in theta, when you hit that snooze alarm. You hit the snooze alarm and you got 15 minutes and you lay back down, you close your eyes and retrieving the dream state that you are in. And that is something that you want to record. You want to write down that experience that you have in that dream. And this is the in-between time, this theta experience. And it's a, a revelation of self that you've died and now you're reawakening. And in that reawakening period, you're in between. And to experience that in between, one of the easiest ways to learn how to feel comfortable within that realm is developing now the sense of lucid dreaming. Uh, you can look it up, you know, Google it, uh, YouTube, probably there's all kinds of different ways of telling you how to experience it. Um, what I have is a lucid dreaming kit, so to speak, and it's what it is, it's a mask and you put it on, and then when you go into REMS, R-E-M, rapid eye movement, which is your dreaming state, you, you, it awakens you. And you awaken within that realm, and there you are within the dream uh, in a conscious sense. More conscious, of course, than what you're experiencing um, when you're not um, in the dream state. So this is something that we can, we can think about in developing uh, skills and, and ways. We talked about affirmations. Um, we talked about the, now this lucid dreaming. There's all kinds of different kinds of exercises that we can evolve into to find ourselves in a comfortableness to find and, and establish where we are, who we are, where we're going, where we've been, all these kind of aspects of, of life. Um, and uh, always remember in higher consciousness, uh, you are in all of those places all at the same time, and that's the beauty of having this revelation of life, higher consciousness, just having a human experience, and being a productive individual within that realm of realizing that everything around you is energy, everything around you is in that sense of a polarity that we talk about. Uh, you have production, you have destruction, you have love, you have hate, it just goes on and on, and, and that's all natural, that's all mother nature. So, so don't find yourself in the drama of such. 
rise above that be who you really are in higher consciousness in this state of bliss remember third dimension is in the polarity the the fourth dimension is time and then the fifth dimension is this bliss and this is where you want to be and you can be there by using your confirmation name by using any name that you feel comfortable with uh grandmother's name grandfather's name remember there's no gender as to where you are uh, in identifying the name of your higher conscious and then be who you are and then remember folks highest most powerful uh thing in the universe and you simply chant love 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 guides a guides a guides a guides a guides